Welcome back, friends. It's me, Leslie Mathis with Multifamily Streamlined. As promised last week, today we are going to discuss how I chose my word of the year and set goals. To be honest, I didn't go back and listen to last year's podcast, but I do think this year, because of some of my personal influence, I approached my 2021 strategy a little differently. But before we dive into that, I wanted to share a book I listened to on my way home from Florida Sunday, Outer Order, Inner Calm by Gretchen Rubin. Some of you might have already read this book or listened to it, but it's only two and a half hours and full of great tips, some of which we have already discussed. Some you might consider just common sense, but at the end of the day, my guess is we get too busy and things begin to spin out of control, like my closet. Side note, of all of my habit books I have read, including this one, they have one common theme, make your bed first thing in the morning. One, it is an easy item to check off your list and it creates a sense of accomplishment out of the gate each day. Two, there's quite a bit of science behind productivity levels in a clean working environment. I learned this as an RPM for MAA. At least twice a year, I would take the time to clean my office and found each time that I was more productive afterwards, and it added an emotional level of accomplishment. This, too, is when I remember becoming intentional about working an hour or two on Sunday nights. My Mondays were often overwhelming, with expectations crammed full of calls, reviews, reports, etc. for 10 or more hours that day. I found myself dreading Mondays, so I took a chance to resolve that elevated stress level and went to my office on a Sunday night to prep for Monday and complete my Monday reports. I found that if I walked into my office first thing Monday morning and it was organized and I had already checked some of the items off my to-do list, I was prepped and ready for a good day. 12 plus years later, I still work at least one hour on Sunday nights in preparation for Monday. Does that mean I never have a bad Monday? No, but this is what works for me. I can't count on getting up early to hit the ground running. That's not my speed. I want to be a morning person and a runner, just a side note, but to date, I continue to struggle with both. Maybe I will add some focus to those items later this year. But Gretchen Rubin says in an excerpt from her book, Often when disorder starts to creep in, I think I don't have time to fight my way through all this stuff. I'm too busy to deal with it. But I've learned that by managing my possessions, I can improve my emotional attitude, my physical health, my intellectual vigor, and even my social life. Now, no matter how busy I am, I force myself to take at least a few minutes each day to impose some order. If I'm feeling overwhelmed by multiple writing deadlines, I spend 20 minutes cleaning my office because I know that clearing my papers clears my mind. I've also found that once I start, it's easier to keep going. True, sometimes it feels auspicious to do a big clutter clearing on New Year's Day or a spring cleaning or a pre-Labor Day prep, but now is always the best time to begin. A friend told me I woke up one morning and on impulse decided to tackle my basement. I spent my entire Sunday down there and I was so pumped by the end of the day that I wanted to keep going all night. I got up early on Monday morning just to sit there and gloat. It gave me such a lift 
at the start of a tough work week. She also has additional resources on her website, and there's a manifesto for Outer Order that Ruben outlines the following 18 items. Number one, Outer Order contributes to inner calm. Number two, nothing is more exhausting than the task that is never started. Number three, something that can be done at any time is often done at no time. This one might have resonated with me most. But then there's number four. It's easier to keep up than to catch up. Okay, maybe that one too. I feel like sometimes that's our daily or weekly cycle. So I even caught myself last week saying I got overwhelmed and had too many things going on. And this week I'm digging myself out, which I think I got today. Number five, when in doubt, toss it out or recycle it or give it away. Number six, remind yourself I have plenty of room for the things that are important to me. That should be for our time too. Think about that for a minute. Number seven, if you can't retrieve it, you won't use it. Number eight, one of the worst uses of time is to do something well that needs not be done at all. Yikes. Number nine, accept yourself, expect more for yourself. Number 10, what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. Number 11, creating outer order isn't a matter of having less or having more. It's a matter of wanting what you have. Number 12, Things often get messier before they get tidier. I'm living this one now, and it's a little overwhelming for me. Number 13, there's no right way to create and maintain order. Number 14, little by little, you can get a lot accomplished. Remember that when you start setting your goals for this year. One step at a time. Number 15, without delay is the easiest way. Number 16, clutter attracts clutter. Think about that junk drawer. Number 17, store things at the store. Number 18, the days are long, but the years are short. This has really been on my heart lately, especially with my children. And as I just celebrated my 20-year anniversary in the multifamily industry. So check it out. It might just be worth the two and a half hours you need to prep for a great 2021 And if nothing else, there might be a few takeaways for creating a more productive work environment for you and your team. So let's unpack my word for 2021 and how I landed there, plus a few steps you can take to land on your own word for 2021 if you haven't already done so. In 2019, my word was intentional. I wanted to be intentional in all I did to drive me closer to all of my goals, both personally and professionally. The year before that, my word was present because I felt like I was all over the place and my goal was to ground myself. Fast forward to 2020 and my word was focus. You can probably see a theme the past three years. Perhaps my word changed and my goals grew or shifted, but the intentionality stayed very aligned. In 2020, my goal was to focus 90% of my time on the activities that were going to propel me to my goals that I outlined. I'm not sure it worked out, but I'm very cognizant of my goals and intentions. Through part of the year, I was focused on just maintaining what we had, but it also allowed me to focus on my personal life as well. Just like many of you, 2020 wasn't what I expected, and that's okay. 
Let me tell you, it's okay to also work backwards and also shift your approach when you start outlining your goals. What works for me might not work for you. You might do it in a different order than me, and that's okay. But we will talk through some step-by-steps that might help you get there or make it a little less overwhelming. As I shared at the end of last year, we are working towards some big dreams and are starting to lay the groundwork for those. I'm a goal setter, but early in my career, I stopped setting five and 10-year goals. Maybe now being older and wiser and looking back, that was short-sighted on my part. But for me, at the time, it fell into the bucket of setting New Year's resolutions or hitting the diet on Monday just to overindulge by Friday on pizza and beer. For me, in my younger years, it felt like setting up for failure. I might have just been lucky how my journey turned out. But on the other side of that coin, I would like to think that short-term goal setting and hard work laid the groundwork for a more mature me that adds a little more strategy to all things I do today. In all honesty, after I began following Rachel Hollis, that is what opened my eyes to having goals that exceeded a 12-month timeline. In her journaling practices, each day you list the goals that you want, you have already achieved them. That resonated with me, maybe the dreamer side of my personality. So those far off goals, I use this approach today. It keeps it on the horizon in a meaningful way with actions to achieve those goals, because not only do you write them in a way that shows you achieved them, but you also add the steps up to five of them that will get you to those far off goals. Again, to me, it makes sense. It ties back to my focus and my intentionality that I outlined a few years ago. Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent, but stay with me. So as I sat down and started writing out my goals for 2021, I quickly recognized that this would have layers. And because I would have to set goals that were two-part, both short and long-term, to lay the foundation for our big, crazy dreams, it became apparent to me that this year, unlike any other in the past, it would be important for me to have a plan. And from that, my word for 2021 was formed. For the first time ever, I have added layers to my word of the year. As I plan for 2021 and the future, as outlined in my goals, I knew this would be the foundation for things to come and it would come with sacrifice. And from that, my two additional words were formed to help me stay focused on my word of the year. Because this year is more strategic than ever before for me personally and professionally, again, for me, it was important to add those two additional components. I am sure they could have been taken in several different directions, but this is where I landed it. And in navigating the first three weeks of 2021, I'm more confident than ever these were the right choices for me. Plan is my overarching theme for 2021. And as I navigate, I will remind myself that I am building the foundation for all things to come. And while this will not be easy, it will be worth it. And the sacrifice will pay off in the long run. To outline a step-by-step process for you, If you have never done a word of the year, this is how I recommend getting started. Start by outlining specific goals you have for the year. 
the big goals. Start with three to five so you can really focus on those. Otherwise, it could really become more of a to-do list versus a strategy for the year. We want to be strategic and not just a list checker. Next, you are going to take those three to five big goals and under each add three to five additional steps that you are going to um, take action to achieve those goals. Once those steps are completed, I reflect on the goals to determine my overarching theme, my word, my focus, that is going to be my word to achieve the strategy as outlined. If you are not sure where to start on your goals, you can try outlining goals or dreams you have put off for whatever reason or excuse. You can use your budget or your business plan. These might just get the juices flowing. For me specifically, the next steps I take are setting the goals for each property in my portfolio and pipeline. I do the previously mentioned outline for my professional goals at both Woodfield and Streamline, along with any personal goals. But to add an extra security blanket, I outline for each specific property or project because I don't want to lose focus on those too. We have portfolio goals, but each property has its own goals too outside of the budget. Before I set goals for any portion, I do review the previous year and update the results. This tells me potentially where to pivot for 2021. I actually review the goals during budget season, which helps with budgeting expectations. But then I finalize once the year is closed out. Any goals I did not complete for 2020, I analyze and where appropriate, add it to my 2021 outline with a condensed timeline. And then I identify the additional portfolio goals by property specifically. Because I have a pipeline, I outline those as well with a focus on the delivery date to prioritize timing. Also, if you were new to multifamily streamlined, Perhaps you go back and listen to the goal setting podcast from last year. I believe it is worth mentioning. Do not align all of your goals with your budget. Take the time this month or now to set stretch goals for you and your team. Don't fall prey to living and dying by your budget. Some of our budgets are unachievable and we know that. And some of us have a little cushion in that budget and we probably know that too. Set goals outside your budget and then set a calendar reminder to review each month. Just do a quick temperature check if nothing else. In addition to those calendar reminders, I want you to add one for June 30th to check in on your goals and make revisions as needed. If we put this to paper and then never review along the way until December 31st, goal setting for the year will just be a waste of your time. We have to be intentional with goal setting and put action behind it, or it will just be a wish list on your screen or piece of paper. And if you are a visual person like me, I found bracelets that incorporate your word for the year. I saw these on social scrolling one night and just ordered mine. Check it out. Myintent.org. For me, there was something about seeing the word constantly to maintain focus. Although this year has layers of words, I only ordered a bracelet with the word plan. My goal is when I look at that, I will remember the other two elements I incorporated to create my overall strategy for the coming year. 
This is bigger than I have ever dreamed. So I also recognize mine will flow into 2022 to continue building that foundation. With that, remember you can be different and add a layer or two as well. They just have to tie back to the one main focus so you can keep your eyes on the prize. Lastly, I'll leave you with a quote from Walt Disney. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. I love that. There's so many things we want to do and we talk about it, just like me wanting to be a morning person or a runner, but I put no action or intentionality behind it. So think about what Walt Disney said. I'll read it to you one more time. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Put the action to it. I encourage you, I challenge you, and I'm happy to be your resource. As always, thank you for joining me and catch you back here next Tuesday for a little surprise and delight.